trials and temptations Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so
Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? Good. It's good to be with you. Good to see you. Um, if you want, we'll, uh, we'll uh, pray and get into it this morning. Father, we love you. We praise you for this beautiful weather we've had in, in November. Um, so thank you for holding off the cold and the snow for, for now. So we praise you this morning. We're here for you. We pray for all of us as we lift you up in song, as we hear your words, your testimony, that, um, that we all grow today, God. Uh, we pray for a great morning for your kingdom, for the churches all around. Um, we uh, pray for the youth, all the, the little, little uh, souls that are being tended to there and the seeds that are being planted. Thank you for the, the work that's gone into them. And I pray for myself, for us. Uh, again, that as we hear your word, that we take a step closer to you today, uh, that we grow, that we become a better church, better body, better better servants of you, for you. Um, we praise you, and we're here for you this morning, God. We love you. Amen. the throne of glory nothing in my hands I bring but the promise of acceptance 
Maybe seated. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Am I, I'm on, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, um, when I saw the alligator come up here, I realized this was a church for everybody and everything. 
I didn't realize God was redeeming alligators, but um, that, that obviously is on the menu as well. So wasn't that really special? It, it took me a minute to remember the, um, the, the, the Christian uh, pledge to the Bible. It goes all the way back to church camp back in the day. So you guys may need to rehearse that. I'd probably have to make a slide so we can do that again next time. But anyway, uh, today as we gather, I'd just like to welcome everyone. So glad you're here with us. Uh, just enjoying another beautiful, spectacular day. Is it too much to ask if we ask God, can you just press the pause button for winter this year? I know some of you are like, no, we don't want that. But uh, some of us would be like, it's nice to come in a short sleeve shirt in November. I'll just be honest. Well, there's a lot of things that uh, beyond the weather that are blessings that we need to celebrate. Um, I just loved hearing you guys sing this morning as we sang out praises to the Lord. I, you know, I, I'm hearing that from behind me, and it's just, uh, I don't know. There's something special about being in a space that God is, is surrounding that brings such peace. And I know as you come in here, you bring your burdens, you bring your concerns, you bring your frustrations and the things that are your questions, and God is okay with that. He wants us to have openness with him and he with us through his son Jesus, and that's why we, we worship him. So as we gather, a couple things. Uh, just wanted to also celebrate uh, Alice. You turned 56 uh, sometime Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You said you've been celebrating it all week. Uh, so, you know, way to go. Yeah. So happy birthday, Alice. Also wanted to lift up uh, Peg Pan's off. Peg has really been struggling with getting iron metabolized into her system, and so her energy levels have been super low. And uh, she's had a lot of chemo, and I know we've been praying about that, but uh, we just want to pray for Peg as well, that God will give her a breakthrough with her health and that she could be made whole again. Um, I also want to pray for Frank Fife. Uh, some of you may know uh, Kathy's husband, Frank, who's uh, in, in um, Ventra right now, I guess, getting rehab. Okay, I can't keep up. But uh, anyway, he's at, he's at the rehab center in, in, on uh, South Avenue. Uh, so please keep Frank lifted up as his kidneys get back online again and, and he gets his foot healed. And, um, and uh, prayer, prayer works. It makes all the difference in the world. Anything else you guys have that you want to celebrate, anything that's on your heart, any burdens you brought into this place that we can, we can pray for? Okay. Well, I just wanted to uh, let you know, um, this month we wanted to put an emphasis on missions because well over 20% of what the giving that happens here, both uh, what we dedicate uh, as far as our tithe, but what people give above and beyond that um, is well over 20% of, of our offerings. And so we, we want to put a face on some of the missionaries that we are supporting and look at it through the lens of what we've done supporting the, the mission in Haiti and uh, what we're doing locally. And there's a whole lot more, but we just wanted to give you a sense that um, if you were to compare FCC to the two big bodies of water in the Holy Land, there is the Dead Sea and there is the Sea of Galilee. The Dead Sea, when things flow into it, that's where they go to die. When they flow into the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee flows it back out and things happen in the valleys that uh, follow that flow. And I think God looks at any church, and I believe ours especially, uh, for, our, for our sake, uh, as a place where what I pour in, I want to outflow into the place 
that I've, I've stationed you, uh, the people around you, the, the schools, the places where people habitate. I want you to be an influence there. And so we don't take that lightly, and I think God's helped our church through a very difficult time because we have put the theme of posturing ourselves outward as a priority. And uh, in just a minute, we're going to have Chris and Corey uh, uh, Brock come up. Uh, some, some friends that I've uh, got to know the past few years, we've had lunch together several times, and it's been wonderful to get to know the work that you guys are doing. But before we go there, I just want to um, take these things that we have been recognizing, things that we're uh, burden, burdened by, uh, and we're going to lift them before the Lord. So would you bow with me? Our Lord Jesus, as we think about the kids who are in that stage of developing human beings and we think about our stewardship over their lives, we're so grateful for Amy and for calling to uh, dedicate full time in this season uh, to equipping us and helping the kids to grasp what it means to be a follower of you. And so help us to lead by example with them, help those young people young developing human beings that are made in your image and likeness to see you in us and to learn to follow you in a kingdom way. And I pray, Father, that you would uh, just bless the, uh, the things that are coming up. We are going to be doing an outreach for Thanksgiving to the community, and I just pray that everyone would have a sense of being blessed as we seek to be a blessing. And I pray for Youth Explosion coming up next weekend that you would bless the kids that go, that it would be a, a really a, a, a defining moment for them. And I, I pray, Father, just for us today as we gather and we have fellowship and we hear your word and we hear stories about how your kingdom is manifest in different lives, we pray that you'd be seen in all of that. We want to thank you for Alice and uh, the time that she's been with us and the sense of family that she experiences here and um, how we can just claim her as one of our own family and celebrate alongside her the, the birthday that uh, she just had. So thank you. Thank you for her. And um, for those uh, like her who make up this body, we thank you just for everyone here. We pray, Father, that as we lift up Peg Panzot uh, to you, we ask that your hand would be upon her in a way that would create a renewed sense of strength that whatever mechanisms are keeping her body from metabolizing the iron and the things that are vital, I pray that you would just open up that aspect of her being and return her to health. And I pray for Frank Fife as well. I just thank you for the progress that he's made, and I just ask that your healing would be upon his, his foot and his kidneys, that um, there would be something that would be a testimony to your power and your mighty hand at work in his life. And the things that we, we haven't mentioned, I know there, there are those in this room who have loved ones that are struggling with cancer. I just pray that you would be a, a source of strength for them. And just the challenges that that space that's created for families, I pray that you give wisdom to those who are involved. And, Lord, it is so insidious to have to pray for things that take the life and the vitality right out of us. But it is such a joy to know that we are in a place where uh, – life-giving blessings flow into our lives and through our lives. Thank you for uh, Chris and Coria for the vision that you have for their testimony and for the vision that they have for the community and the people that um, have particular ministry needs. I pray that you would continue to expand their work. 
And as we pray together the Lord's Prayer, Father, I pray that it would, it would be something that we take to heart as we just think about the substance of what we are praying and um, make that apparent to all of us. So would you just uh, pray with me now the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, right now, I'd just like to invite uh, Chris and Corey, if you guys would come up and uh, just share with us the things that um, I know are, are probably the substance of many conversations that we've had uh, over, over the past few years. And uh, so grateful that uh, you guys could make it today and uh, just uh, give us a vision for what uh, is happening in other parts of Salem regarding kingdom work. And so I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. Awesome. And, uh, and, and just thank you for, for being here. Thank you so much, Pastor. Sure, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Awesome. Hugs all around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just want to first open up and just truly say thank you to you all for having us here today. Uh, truly thank you to Pastor Leonard. We uh, so appreciate your friendship also and our meetings at the hot dog shop and the many hot dogs that have been consumed as we have talked. Um, we, uh, we're Chris and Coria. This is my wife, Coria. My name is Pastor Chris. Chris and Coria. And, um, Chris yeah. And, Coria. and uh, we have Life with Christ Ministries. Life with Christ Ministries was a, a vision that God placed in our hearts around um, seven, eight years ago. And he just began to show us the things that he wanted us to do. And since that time, uh, God has led us in a lot of different ways not just locally, but also even internationally. We have uh, been blessed to be able to go on mission trips, multiple mission trips to the Philippines, uh, multiple mission trips to Africa, uh, including the countries of Kenya and Uganda. And uh, we have just seen God do awesome and amazing things over and over again. And we're really excited to be able to be here today to thank you guys, because for years now, um, whether you realize it or not, FCC has, as Pastor Leonard mentioned, poured uh, a river into us, and uh, you guys have faithfully given, and it has helped us to have the means to be able to go and do the things that God has called us to do, uh, not only here in Salem, but like I said, even touching the world all around us as well. Now it's your turn. Uh, I think he... Uh share very well about the ministry but i want to uh in invite you to uh watch a video mm. and uh because uh, god not only use our our body to go he also use uh the the gift the uh, the ability that he uh giving to us and to do something more and one of the thing like require ministry will do a lot of uh online video thing that's why we can continue even our physical body is not in other country but our uh, word and mission they still can see over the world so uh maybe i invite you to watch that yeah. and so that we can continue to tell you more about the ministry and god's amazing testimony yep. thank you you can go ahead and play that video you got it
As I look one by one at God's beautiful daughters, I wonder, does she know how beautiful the future is that God has planned ahead for her? Does she know how valuable she is in God's eyes? Does she know how our Almighty God cherishes her? I ask these questions not only of a stranger on the street, but also of you. Do you believe and know that this is true for you as well? How does one become a woman of value? The world has its own standard that is based on human understanding. Where we come from. What color of skin we have. What we do for a living. What possessions we own. And even our reputation are used to measure who we are. So much hurt can be felt by a woman if she bases her value on the way she looks or how much attention she receives from others. Have you ever been trapped in that thought process? Do you ever doubt your own value? Have you tried to boost your self-image using worldly methods like counting how many shoes you own? Assessing how physically fit you are. Or focusing on what brand of handbag you carry. Or, even worse, counting how many dates you go on, or how many boyfriends you have had. If you truly care about these standards for measuring your worth, I feel for you, and my heart aches for you, because I've been there too. A question God once asked me, and one that I now ask you, is this. How desperate must her situation be in order to make a princess of God devalue herself like this? I believe there is only one reason why she does this. She truly has no idea what God meant when he said, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. When you truly know your identity, that you are a princess of the highest God, the one who created the world and the universe, you will be so very sure of your incredible value. 
You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made in His image. Jesus looks at you and sees His own image. God does not look at your outward appearance. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, when the Lord was appointing a new king of Israel, he said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God does not define you according to your past or your present, but by your potential. The Lord declared in Jeremiah 29 11, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You are His beautiful creation. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. You are His royal princess. In 1 Peter 2.9 we are told, for you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. You are his beloved. John 3.16 proclaims, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God is excited for you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 exclaims, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. Today, I know who I am, and I am redeemed. This same redeeming power is here for you. Jesus is your bridegroom, and he is the only one who can tell you who you truly are. Once you fully know and understand this, you can become the one he has created you to be. John 1.4 in him was life, and that life was the light of men.
watching that video, and I wanted to tell you that um, and the, the women talking about my heart is ache for you, and I've been there too. That is me. I've been there too. So I'm thankful for redeem my life. And before we share a little bit testimony, I want to tell you that I am now grow up in a Christian country. I'm from Hong Kong, and uh, I never heard about Jesus Christ. One day, one lady from Philippines told me about Jesus. And in the time she told me, I already divorced. I have a one little boy, two years old, and I have paralyzed my lower part of my body. But you see, I'm standing today. And um, someone told me, Jesus, I say whatever. But that night, God is a very wise. At the exactly same night, I felt a chronical pain that I never ever before. So I lay on the bed and I can't sleep. It's so hurt. And I reminded, kiss me. So I say, if you truly are God, Jesus, you stop my pain, I don't leave you. In one second, my whole body hit up, I heal. And when I wake up, I say, who you are, show me your glory. And from that day, he lead me the path to knowing who truly Jesus is. And I build a relationship, personal relationship with him. And then now, anyway, when I read the Bible, I read myself because I don't go to church. I don't know church at the moment. And I read Romans 7. It talk about your husband, if not die, your ex-husband, you should not remarriage. But I do not know. He's talking about uh, uh, some specific situation. I think it's apply everyone. So I say, okay, God, I don't want him to die. And he said, no, I forgive you because you do not know me. And I have a man created for you, and I will bring him into your life. And so I wait for six years. I keep continue praying for that man that I, who I don't know, but I know he will be my husband in the future. I praying for him, and I ask him one thing. I don't want the man love me the most. I want the man love you the most, Lord. And one day, God bring him into my life. <laughs> and he loved the law, and he willing to carry the cross with me, just like the Bible said. And he, God will send Simon to carry the cross with Jesus Christ. And I am his Simon. He is my Simon. We carry the same cross for Jesus Christ today. So that is, um, so when I'm here, so suddenly, <laughs> when I first hear, I do not speak English. So if you still cannot fully understand my accent because I'm still learning and improving. <laughs> so uh, I let my husband say Amen. And, and my, my background actually was very much in the church. My mother and father were, <coughs> were Christians. And uh, in the latter part of my father's life, he was a pastor himself. And uh, I had... I had grown in that Christian environment, and I had heard the gospel presented so many times uh, throughout my childhood, um, throughout my teenage years, and I just consistently rejected it. I mean, I don't know how to, how more plainly to put it. It just, I thought it was something I did not want for my life, and um, so I, I began to have this feeling of that I was going to show the world what Chris Brock could do. I, um, I thought that I, I just was 
intelligent enough and smart enough and capable enough that I could go out and I could just live this American dream that I was going to have this big house and I was going to be the CEO of some company and then retire at 50, you know, or whatever, and, and just whatever. And people were going to look and say, wow, look at how successful Chris is. And all of that, uh, I started to chase that education. I started to chase, uh, you know, pursuing career, uh, building a house, um, uh, getting married, uh, even when I know that even when I knew that God had so specifically told me, he sent people in my life that said, don't, don't do this. And I just said, no, I, I know what I'm doing. All of that came to, brought me to a place where um, on the outward, I had everything that the world said I should have. And on the inward, I was so empty. I was so broken. I was like so devoid of any feeling or love that um, I... I ended up uh, I ended up having an addiction to pornography, and I know that might be an uncomfortable thing to share with you from the stage, but that's the truth of what happened. And from that point, my life even went into a further spiral, and I came to a place where I just wanted to end my life. And uh, through a a series of events where the Lord actually was still speaking to me during this time. I came to find out that the, the marriage I was in, that, the, um, that there was an affair taking place. And, um, and I, I thought on the first hand that this is my opportunity. Like, now I can come out and I can, I can save my reputation and <coughs> I can get out of this uh, relationship. <coughs> Sorry. I can get out of this relationship and it's not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look great. And at that night, God, uh, like I said, even in this in this area, you know, it, the Bible says that He loves us when we're when we were still sinners. Even then, this voice came into my mind, and, and the scripture that says, uh, um, "Why do you why do you look at the speck in your neighbor's eye, and you know, don't look at your own?" And if you even look at another woman with lustful desire in your mind, then you've committed adultery. And the Holy Spirit was kind of like, how dare you condemn her when you know what you've been doing? And so conviction fell on me, and I asked uh, the Holy Spirit to clean me. And in that one moment, similar to what my wife said about the physical healing, my, um, my whole mind was cleaned of that. And I, I praise God that I have not looked at or struggled with uh, pornography since that night. Um, he healed me of that. And so, uh, make a long story short, um, uh, about six months later, the, the woman still uh, chose to be with the man she was with. And uh, God told me right away that he saw my faithfulness to him. And he also had a woman in his mind for me. And it was only... Um, a few months after everything was finalized that my dad uh, my dad told me that there was somebody that he knew that he felt I should meet. And uh, he, he was a prolific writer. He wrote a lot of devotionals and we'd share them on, he would share them on social media. And one of the readers happened to be Coria, all the way in Hong Kong. And over the course of a few years, uh, my father and, and uh, my, my now wife had developed a, a very good relationship 
and so he, he introduced me to her, and the moment I saw her picture, God told me, Behold, this is your wife. This is the wife that I have created for you. And so six weeks later, I was on a plane to Hong Kong, and about uh, two, three months later, she, I went over back over to Hong Kong, and she and her son moved here, and we were married uh, a few, about six weeks after that. And that was now almost eight years ago that that happened. And so God is, is truly awesome that he fulfills what he said he's, he says he's going to fulfill. If he's given you a promise and he's given you a vision and you step out in faith to follow what he has asked you to do, he is going to be faithful to, to come in and provide everything and open the door that nobody, nobody could have opened for you. Only God could have opened for you. Yeah. When I said uh, God... Um I pray that God show me your glory. And uh, miracles happen daily. I really literally happen daily. Uh, one of the things when the time, why I can do the media thing, because uh, I work with publishing and media. And uh, God say, when the time happened, I have my own company. God say, close it. And I, I close the company, and I follow what he asked me to do. And in a moment of time, it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes I don't even have praise to stay with my own son. And I will stay with here, maybe two weeks, and there a few weeks. And when my shampoo, shampoo and shower cream run out, I remember the Bible said, the woman oil jar will never run out. So I pray, God, can you make my shampoo? And then the, the shower cream never run out. You know what? It's never one now until <laughs> someone give me a new gift. That is exactly a gift of shampoo and, and, and shower cream. So God continues showing miracle even when I'm here for the United States history for over 50 years. Never faster than nine months have fiance visa. I, I have it at two and a half months. Exactly the day God said, you will, you will leave, buy a ticket, you will leave, and I have and by the grace of God in the United States Embassy and have a testimony for how great is our God. So when I'm here, and uh, we find out day after day and our life is redeemed because I, I never had my father in my life. And my mom is an uh, alcoholic I'm and grew up in an abusive family. And uh, when I came here, God redeemed, including a wonderful parent. And God redeemed every single thing. So my heart is burning. I'm thinking about I lost. I never know Christ. I never know someone loved me like that. If I, God can redeem me. You know, when, when you know not, you not know Christ, you don't know your identity, what you will do, you will do exactly what you believe you are. I believe I'm a trash. That is how I introduce myself when people ask my name. I say, don't bother, I'm just a piece of trash. So what I will do, what I choose to do, exactly what I believe I am. So when God redeemed me, he said, you are my pearl. The pearl is, you think you are the trash, you are not the trash. I go to the dump site to find a shell, it's so dirty. I clean it and open it. That is the pearl inside, that is you. So I say, God, let me help those people they cannot see because my heart ached for them when I walk in the street. I saw my path, maybe even worse than me. I want them to know, do you know how God look at you? 
So that's why one day God say, I want you to do a ministry. We pray and prepare our heart, and God one day just decide, sit down, and he don't know like a CD put in the computer. He don't know his will. And then I share with my husband and the ministry we set up by faith. And God never left us. Every single day he would tell us that what we needed to do. And recently he said, it's a time. Because he uh, giving us purpose and passion, he used my past to become a hope for so many people today. That's why he again and again asked me to write different book, books. And my life is his testimony, all the miracles he did in my life. And another book is uh, telling us about identity and the captivity program. We are working with uh, different women rescue center. We are going there to give them a package to tell them Jesus Christ will, what is the true identity, give them the book feeling. And I am being there to teaching classes and sharing them, yes, no matter who you are, you can become someone else that God created you. Actually restore it the original identity he created us to be. And that is what I am doing, but my husband is also walk with me doing a lot of in different area. There it goes, all right. In addition to the work, and, and a lot of that that she does specifically with women, she has a major calling and a major burden for ladies and even uh, human trafficking and women from abusive situations, single mothers that are young. Um, she has a big burden for that. And so a lot of the programs that she sets up and God leads her to set up are geared more towards women. But we also do a lot of things in and around Salem. And uh, for instance, last weekend, I um, want to say thanks to a very special person here. Shane Franks is right there. Uh, Shane uh, let us use the uh, Waterworth Park Bandshell and uh, that whole area in front of it. Um, we had how many volunteers? It was 50 uh, or 60 different. Every year, God sent almost 60, 70 volunteers yeah. from different body of Christ and different churches. And one of the hearts that we have, especially locally, is to see unity come into the, the big C church. And, and so we feel like God is, is positioning us and has positioned us to sort of help to be a connector between the different bodies of Christ in the area. And last, year, or last uh, week, last Sunday, we had an event uh, called the Big Family Event. And the, the concept was to bring uh, people, to bring volunteers, to bring churches together in a service for our community. And we felt specifically to do it. Uh, we've done this now, I think, four years, uh, right along the end, the, the very last weekend in October. Because, uh, as you guys know, uh, there's a day on October 31st that the world calls Halloween, that they celebrate things and do stuff. But we firmly believe that every single day belongs to Jesus Christ. And, we, and, and the purpose of this event is to go out to serve and to love on people and to show them that even in this, this day that is uh, celebrating darkness, that the light of Jesus Christ is stronger. And uh, the sort of the motto of that event was, it's all free because Jesus paid it all. 
and uh, every single thing at the event was free. We had uh, a barbecue chicken food truck there that had so sides, yummy. and it was, yeah, they grilled it right there on site. Uh, Salvation Army was there with their uh, hot dog truck and, and drinks and passing them out. And I think we had probably 10 different groups. 13. 13 different groups that, uh, youth groups and different things that had set up activity tables. Uh, art table, a science table, um, a table where kids could decorate uh, their own cupcakes. Like they had the cupcakes baked and, they, and then they could decorate them. And uh, <coughs> we believe we gave away, there were, uh, between pieces of chicken and hot dogs, there were over 1,500 pieces of food given away. So we are thinking there was somewhere around, I don't know, 900 to 1,000 people that ended up walking through. And all the time we had worship teams playing in the background, uh, playing worship music. We had a prayer table set up where people could come and receive prayer. Uh, we actually had a really one really cool it's a Christian ventriloquist. And so we had all the kids come up and sit in front of the band shell. And he would pull these dolls out, these little monkeys and things. And he would sit there and he would talk. And he would talk to them about creation and uh, who they were and who Jesus was using these little, these little puppets. And it was just phenomenal. And so that's sort of one example of some of the things that we have done locally uh, here in Salem to, to bring unity and to bring the body of Christ together to love people who desperately need to know uh, the, sal the saving grace of Jesus. Yeah, and also um, in the locally and internationally, we are thank you God for, for um, and when we went to different mission trips, like I say, we are not just stopped there for one, one, uh, two weeks or one week. When we come back, we are nonstop, continue have a training car with them. So every week, me and my husband using, you know, soon, it's a quite uh, normal now, a online video, we will meet the group of people and uh, we are doing a Bible teaching for From them. The Philippines. For the Philippines uh, occasion with, uh, at Uganda. the time with Uganda and Kenya. And uh, in locally, coming up, if you have the paper we hand out, that is all the information we are continue sharing. And one of the thing on the December, every year we do, actually some of your lady is uh, helping us. And uh, we are doing the handmade, <laughs> handmade scarf. How I know your church, you know why? And one of the first year God asked me, I mean, uh, actually it's uh, seven years ago when I'm here, God say make scarf and then I do it the scarf and uh, after that um, I think almost 100 I don't know how can I do that but I did <laughs> but uh, and God sent me to a, a praise and to handle the scar and cooking then after the the, the the serving at the Youngstown we still have some scar and cooking left God say go to the Walmart and parking lot and <laughs> so when I went to the parking lot, no one will willing to walk out with me. They say so embarrassed, but maybe I'm from Hong Kong. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I walking around and then I, I, sometimes a car drive by, I lock on the door. And uh, one of the window is Kathy Martin. <laughs> and she rolling down and I give her the scar and the cookie. I think the time I only have the cookie left. I give her the cookie, and he look at the card. Hmm, is it truly Christian? 
and she <laughs> thought it was like some kind of cult thing or something yeah. like that. Like, was really concerned, like, what are these weird people handing cookies and a card out at Walmart? Yeah, and then she go, she went home and look at the website, and she started to email me back and, uh, and introduce Billy and is a, a breakfast. And uh, she she read all the mag uh, article on the magazine, online magazine, the Fruitful Women, and she said that is truly biblical. <laughs> so we started to become friends, and uh, every year she will help me to making scar. So continue. This is the seven years I think is uh, we are going to we call it Christmas Love Mission, and we every year we ask God where you send me. And this year, uh, we prepare scar, we prepare cookie, a lot of volunteer help. And he said, this year, I want you to go to the community of Salem, maybe Lisbon, I don't know. And uh, he said, because the world is full of hatred, they need to know the love. So I need you to do a love mission drive. Go into every single store, business, parks, whatever you see people, and I show you they need it, you need to come and approach them and give them. And I have a lady, she have drawing very well, she make a card, it's called Jesus Love Wrapping Around You. And so we will give the whole set and telling people, do you know Jesus? He love you. And uh, so like that, this different thing we are doing every day. Sometimes people say, uh, do you feel tired or what? And do not rely, sometimes we're sleepy, but our spirit is very strong. It's the joy, it's a become your strength. This is what the Bible said, delight in the Lord, that is the strength. And, um, and the last thing, I don't know, maybe my husband have something to share at the, at the end. I don't know, is it time almost? <laughs> and I want to share with you one thing, because every time, I, last year I came back from Uganda, I share that everyone say, that is crazy. Uh, uh, but it's also strengthened their faith. And uh, before we went to Uganda, is a COVID. When God said, go Uganda. And I say, okay, we, we, we will go. But no one can enter into that country. It's totally locked down. For, it's a, the lockdown the longer than every country. And you can't go in. But God said, go. And we have a team of seven people. And eight people, I think. And uh, they say, oh, Korea, I don't think so. Maybe God say postpone, don't go it. I say, no, I pray and God gave me a dream. We needed to go. And so when we make a decision, God, no matter what, we will go. And visa apply, approve. And when we land to the country, let my husband tell you that little part before I tell you another exciting thing. What are you talking about? Uganda. Uganda, know, open the like door. The, uh, Oh, how, the, how the door opened in Uganda. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like she said, Uganda had the longest uh, continuous quarantine and lockdown of any country in the world, actually. And for, it was, I think, 16 straight months where you could not come in, you could not go out, and they even limited the movement of their people in, the, in their country. Like, for instance, if you wanted to drive from Salem to Youngstown, at some point on the road, there was going to be a little station with an armed guard with AK-47s. I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly how it is. And unless you proved that you had government permission to go up there, you weren't going to be allowed to travel. So we were like, how, how is this going to work? We're not allowed to get visas. We're not allowed to do any of this. How is this going to happen? Our, the host pastor in Uganda, his, he's a young man named Jonathan. 
and this is awesome. His last name is, this is literally his legal last name is Godwins, G-O-D-W-I-N-S, Jonathan Godwins. And uh, he just sent this letter into the government. I mean, literally, like if we just sent a letter to the president saying, you know, there's a group from the United States that we want to bring to minister. And in the letter, it said specifically the build the kingdom of Jesus Christ in Uganda. I mean, he, he didn't, you know, try to disguise it as a humanitarian thing where we were going to, you know, bring food or anything. It, it was to build the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Well, the Holy Spirit did a work there because this, uh, this letter ended up going uh, through the Ugandan government, ended up getting the stamp of like their sort of secretary of state stamped and signed approving us for visas, approving us to move freely as we wanted anywhere in Uganda. And not only that, he actually sent one of the top military officials. This guy was the, the um, he was like the special uh, agent in charge of the Ugandan secret forces or special forces. He sent him to be with us for the entirety of the trip so that anywhere we went, if anybody questioned whether we could go, if there was a local police or anything, this guy would step in and say, nope, they've got, they've got top approval to go. And, lo- and what was amazing, this, uh, this leader of these special forces was a, was a Christian. He, he believed that Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. And um, so we would go and, uh, you know, suddenly officials would come up and they'd say, hey, you can't do this. And this guy, I mean, it was, it, was, it was something. He would come up and he would say, he'd show his badge. And they would just step aside. And we could go and we could minister. We had groups of hundreds of people that would gather in these little villages. And we would share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we, we had baptism and all kinds of stuff. And we found out while we were there, we were the only group since the COVID lockdown had started, we were the only group that had government approval and sanction in the entire nation of Uganda during the lockdown. So God, like I said, God opens doors where there is no way. Yeah, and, uh, and, and the thing in Uganda I want to share with you, now some, and when we went there before, remember I have a dream, and in the dream God said, and the storm, they all will see all of you that they will give glory to God. And so, and I say, we needed to go, we needed to go. And so finally we went there. And when I, the first night I lay down, I, I meant a dream. I saw the snake to swimming, co- co- swimming towards me, the whole team, only me, and jump up and try to bite me. And in the dream, I like the superhero. I just grab it and I twist it and kill it. <laughs> I say, yes. <laughs> I said God talking about spiritual warfare. And, and he, when I pray, he keeps giving me how we, we are uh, in prayer, in intercessor to, to uh, pray again that uh, spiritual warfare. And then the later night, I dream again. And like a more vision, the big snake right in front of me sees me. And I have the scissors on my pocket. I don't know why I cut them. And, but before I cut them, I, the, the snake to have a, his tail crawl, come, come, kiss me, crawl on me. And, but I still break it out. 
So I think, oh, God, thank you for every single spiritual uh, warfare we want. But you know what? God sometimes literally want to tell you something, not just spiritually. And at the last day, we are in the village, we baptize people, 27. And uh, my husband and Jonathan, they are baptized the people And just, just with to be water. clear, this is no longer a dream. This is real life yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> and then he baptized the people come up. And God said this morning before we went, he said, I want you and then another two uh, people in the team also stand in the water. But after the people come up, you need to pray over them. I say, okay, Lord, remember it's the Wind River. So I standing in the river when I stand and God say, make a prayer now and pray that no single person will harm for whatever in the water. I say, okay, I pray. And I think uh, that is not good. And so <laughs> suddenly the second person, we walk over. I feel something swim behind me, touch my leg. I thought it should be fish, but why so long? Still touching. Ah. And then I started to, um, that is not good. <laughs> and then um, suddenly I felt my whole leg is going out. And it's tight. And I say, okay, is the enemy want me to stop? I need to stand firm. Lord, let me finish your work. And so I pray from the third person to 27, all done. And I think, Father, yes, I can leave. But someone suddenly say, I hate him. I say, I hate you forever. He said, <laughs> Don't go up from the water. You need to stay there. We make a big repair. I say, God, what happened? I hate him. Why he say that? <laughs> and then uh, we're standing there. And then finally, the snake released me and swim out. So I swim, yay. And then uh, the person say, wow, Holy Spirit, yay. I say, no, it's me. <laughs> and after we go back to the land, the people say they have they, they saw a snake, 15 feet, prideful. They, they said that Rock right prideful. after it left her, suddenly the people on the banks actually saw, and it went up and out, and they said it was probably a 15-foot rock python yeah. that had been down in the water and had been curled around her leg the entire time she was praying for the people after, the, they, after they were baptized. And, and they said if you move one step, if you move, the, the snake will think you attack, and then it will switch you to death. And, and so I said, God, you are so great. I don't even move one step. <laughs> so I want to tell you, and then at the end, the whole village, two, three hundred people, they saw that. They screaming out and say, we see the glory of God. It's exactly the wording in the dream. So I want you to know, Sometimes we, uh, we might not know God is so near and close, and he speaks all the time, and you can see his miracle inside all the time if you pay attention. But we are so used it to let the world, the fantasy world, the worry, the situation, to draw our eyeball. We forgot God is doing miracle right here. So that's why today we uh, bring the, share you the ministry update. But I want to tell you, it's not about the work, but what is God doing every single day? With our, our work meaning is by listen. I, one thing I, I, when I'm young, I always say I don't want to use my brain. 
because <laughs> that is my dream. If one day I don't need to use my brain, will be very good. When the day I know Christ, I find out my dream come true. Because God said, you just need to listen and obey. <laughs> so, so we are learning is <laughs> listen and obey. So when every time we obey, God's glory is showing up. And he has a word for us every day. No matter being a faithful wife, no matter being a parent to dis uh, disciple your children, maybe God wants you to become a good laborer like a Samaritan. It doesn't mean a big thing. God sometimes just asks me to walk into Dollar Tree. You will see a woman. She needs a smile. And that is candy. They see the glory of God. That's what we want to share with you. Thank you, Mr. Amen. And we just... Uh, We'll close now and um, turn it back over to Pastor Leonard, but again, just want to say thank you guys so much for your continued support. Um, all of the things, like even the video, uh, the mission trips, all of these different things, the, the support that you guys provide to us thank you. Uh, thank you, Jesus, helps give the provision to do those things. So we truly are blessed by you guys, and we pray that in some way, We've been able to bless you all today as we uh, we have been able to share these things and look forward uh, in the future at some point being able to come give you another update as well as God continues to move and work. All right. Uh, and one more thing, we have literally have a physical gift. My um, oh, yeah. my 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 voice because I follow my mom. I was alcoholic, not not cannot control, but I don't want to control, so I drank a lot. My voice totally lost. You hear, I'm not lost, right? Because the first year I know Kathy, God says, sing. I, I holding the microphone, I sing two songs, no one here. They don't know even have a person ever sing. But after that day, God said, because you're obedient, my, story is my voice is restored. And God said, your voice just only for me. So I sing hymns. And we have a, produce a hymn album. And so, we want to give you as a gift. It's we totally are putting free. on the table. There's back there on the table, and if you'd like to have one, just super simple. Uh, I play guitar and bass and a little bit of uh, percussion, the cajon, and then she sang. Just a lot of the old classic hymns, super simple. They're totally free as a blessing to you guys. So if anybody would like to have one, come back and pick one up. Yeah, if you want to buy the book, it's also available. And remember, the book is not my product. The book is go to the captivity program. And so, thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, thank Pastor. You, Pastor Leonard. Well, thank you so much, guys, for showing us a little bit about what you've been up to the past uh, few years and giving us your testimony. And uh, hopefully you guys are encouraged just to hear that, how God works when we, um, we tune our ears to him. And uh, that's one thing that we try to do every Sunday as we gather is uh, give him our attention. And I think probably the, the place that he is front and center in is when we gather around the loaf and the cup, which is, um, uh, you know, the, the packaging may be misleading, but the reality inside the packaging is a way of taking part in something that has been happening for 2,000 years and that is every time we gather, we, we do that in remember of Christ Jesus. And um, we've just heard how he's shown up in a couple of lives and, and many others for that matter. Um, 
in a very powerful way. And the sense that we take this into our our being, we, we, we consume this, is just a subtle reminder that God is inside of us whenever we gather, when we claim him as our Lord and Savior, when we uh, surrender our lives to him in obedience. Um, it's, a, it's a space that he says, um, if you want me to fill your life, I, I will fill your life. And as we remember uh, him through the loaf and the cup, uh, it's his way of saying, um, and it starts here. Uh, but as we leave the building and we go into the places that he places us, um, it's his way of saying, and remember, I'm inside of you, and I will always be with you, uh, even to the end of the age. And the great commission that was given to the 12 and uh, those that followed after them was a way of saying, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, I will be with you. I will be in you. And God's Holy Spirit is there to empower us, as we've just heard how he's empowered you in so many different ways in the work that you guys are doing. And I, I can't help but imagine that God has maybe nothing as dramatic, but maybe more dramatic. Who knows? It's up to God, really. Uh, but he, he has something for all of us uh, as his children that he wants us to do. And um, this is the place to start. So when we take the loaf and the cup, um, ask the Lord, Lord, um, I surrender my life to you. What is it that you would have me do? What posture would you have me have towards the lives of the people around me? And then um, lead me and guide me. So let's pray. Let's ask God's blessing to be on the loaf and the cup. And then let's just trust that um, he is in us. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that as you gathered in that upper room and you took bread and you broke it and you said, this is my body broken for you. And then you took the cup and you said, it's representative of my blood that is shed for you so that you would know forgiveness, so that you would know reconciliation with the Father, but most importantly, so that you would know me alive in you. And Lord, we know that relational agreement is what you would call a covenant. It is a way of defining our life with you based on the understanding that you love us deeply and profoundly. You've called us to be fearfully and wonderfully made, to be your workmanship, and then to be workers for your kingdom. We just think about all the lives that are broken, lives that are hurting, lives that are confused, people that are following the script of the world. And we ask, Father, just as you've redefined us through this covenant, that you would use us to be messengers to redefine others and invite them into this covenant and this covenant meal as well. So give us that vision and that calling as um, we take the loaf and the cup. We pray that you would bless it. In Jesus' name.
as usual. We're going to close with a song. If uh, you got to get going or you got kids to pick up or just want to go out and go to the cafe and talk, feel free. If not, we invite you to stand and sing with us. One more time. We lift you higher, higher. God and God alone, your name be louder, louder than any other song you are forever. Sing it on your throne. We lift you Oh, 
love you, God. Uh, be with us this week. Help us put you first in everything and show you to everyone we can. I pray for uh, blessings on everybody here as they go from here. Be with them, their families, uh, work, anything they got going on, God. We pray for those of our body that are sick and hurting. Uh, just pray for strength and faith on all their parts, all of our parts. And we praise you with, uh, uh, praise you for those who are with us today that haven't been for a while. So we love you and uh, be with us, God. Amen. Have a nice day. See you later.